Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Season with Peter Schrager. We are entering week 17. Week 17, and just about every NFL team sounds like uh, they're still alive. I... I am so excited for the next two weeks, but also for the playoff push. And there's so many different little intricacies um, amongst the matchups this weekend. I, I look at Packers versus Vikings, and it's like, all right, Vikings beat the Packers. The Vikings, they eliminate the Packers. They get that sweep of the Packers. First time they've done it with Aaron Rodgers on the roster since 2009. And they can finally plant their flag and say we're the kings of the NFC North. And in the process, stave off the 49ers a little bit. That said, if the Packers win, you better believe this is going to be the next 20 days of like Packers talk, Packers talk, Packers talk. And if they somehow get in the playoffs and somehow face the Vikings in the opening round, the wild card, that is going to be madness. Now, the San Francisco 49ers are interesting here. They just keep on winning with Brock Purdy. They got eight straight wins. They actually have the tiebreaker over the Vikings. So the Vikings have a one-game lead in the standings, so they're the two seed. But I think that's the most important thing here. Two versus three in the NFC because I think the Vikings can hang with the Niners at home. I don't think the Vikings can travel out to the Bay and go into San Francisco. So this is uh, you know multi-pronged if you are a Vikings fan. Get rid of the Packers once and for all. Be the one to put the stake in Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur's heart, but also get that home game in the second round of the playoffs. You do not want to have to go out to San Francisco. Meanwhile, in the AFC, I mean, the Dolphins, I came out here on this podcast last week and I'm like, hey, no moral victories, but the Dolphins had an amazing performance in Buffalo and they should be holding their heads high and yada, yada, yada. Now, the Dolphins... Uh, embarrassed um, by the Packers in front of a national TV audience, three interceptions in the fourth quarter, and now we don't know if two is going to play. We're recording this on uh, a Tuesday. It's in the protocol. I would imagine Teddy Bridgewater is the guy, and it might be Teddy Bridgewater for the rest of the season. Can Teddy Bridgewater be the dude to get them the win? Um, Jets fans, fascinating scenario with the Jets. Here the Jets were thinking they were done after laying an all-time egg Thursday night. Uh, against the Jaguars, and uh, I was—I referenced the coming to America scene where Mortimer and and Randolph are sitting there, the guys from Trading Places, and they're like, "We're back." That's what happened to the Jets. They needed the Patriots to lose; they got it. They needed the Dolphins to lose; they got it. They needed the Raiders to lose; they got it. They needed the Titans to lose; they got it. They needed the Browns to lose; they got it. The Jets are suddenly alive. The Jets win out which is not unlikely. They can go into Seattle and win, and they can beat the Dolphins in Miami. And if the Patriots lose just once, it's the Jets who are in the playoffs. Um, ton of different things have to happen uh, for a lot of teams, but like it's wide open, and, and I love that. Um, 
I'm going to my producer, my guy, Aaron Wong Kaufman, who we are doing this remote today. Aaron, uh, which team is the most fascinating one for you right now? And it could be anything. It could be the Titans. It could be, it, it could be the Buccaneers who are just finding ways to win. Which team right now, if you were to watch any team, watchability right now in the league, um, which team are you watching and which team is fascinating down the stretch? I mean, it's going to be the Bengals because I'm, I'm, terrified of the monday night game Bengals bills you're a bills yeah, fan for yeah. the listeners aaron is a diehard bills fan and we have a monday night game against the bills and uh and Bengals are home for that one this week all right go on let's hear and i think i mean so much has been made about with the bills going to away games in the playoffs has been a struggle if they can get that home field advantage that's huge but the Bengals are kind of playing like the best team right now. I mean, they're they're probably, if you made a top three, the Bengals are in the top three, and I don't know. If they're in there. They yeah. almost pissed that game away, though, yeah, against yeah. the Patriots. Almost. Yeah, but I think that the Bengals, I mean, you know, you you had the bit um, on GMFB with Whitworth. Um, I think the Bengals, they, they just lost some important pieces. I, I'm very intrigued to see how they look going forward the next two weeks, as well as the Eagles, who have been relatively healthy all season and then suddenly are suffering yeah. injuries to very important people. And and we just watched the Cowboys game where they just picked apart the secondary. So the Eagles yeah. and Bengals, two teams who are like top of the class and I think also are showing a little bit of weakness. So those are the ones I'm most... Cincinnati's interesting. They've, uh, Joe Burrow, they're, they're red hot. They've won all these games. Joe Burrow's never played Josh Allen. You know, for all the Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, for all the Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow has never played against Josh Allen. That'll be a Monday Night Football. I would imagine it's the highest rated Monday Night Football game of the year. And if I'm not mistaken, if the Bills lose and the Bengals win, the Bengals would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills for playoff seating. And then you throw in... The Chiefs, who have lost to both those teams, it gets really wonky. We'll see how it all plays out. Real quick, uh, I was in L.A. last weekend, and I spent not only Friday, but Saturday with Sean Payton. Um, Coach Payton and I had a good hang session. We watched all the games together on uh, Saturday. Look, I don't know if he's leaving. I don't know if he's going to take one of these jobs. He definitely wants to coach again, but... I'll tell you what, we had a good time at Fox, and if the job that is available is and is offered to him isn't 100% ideal, I'm not so sure he's just going to take it. I'm fascinated to see what happens because I think the LA Chargers gig would have been really appealing, but last night the Chargers just clinched a playoff berth with two weeks left. I, I don't think they're firing Brandon Staley. The Denver job is open. I don't know, and it seems like a lot. Now, he might consider it if they offer it. Carolina job might be open. I mean, Steve Wilkes, if he wins out, might be able to retain that job. But even so, no quarterback within the division with the Saints. I'm not sure he'd want to go to a rival of the Saints. I'm not sure the Saints would let him out of his contract to do it. So all very interesting. To me, the Chargers made a lot of sense. The Saints, going back to the Saints, made a lot of sense. But now Dennis Allen's won two straight games. So you know what? I would say it's... 75-25 75-25 that Peyton will be coaching somewhere next year just from working with him at Fox every weekend. But like that 25 is upticking more and more as the weeks go by and the jobs that I think were probably really desirable, the Cowboys, the Chargers, might not be on the docket for for Sean. So I don't think he's going to take a job that he doesn't he's not dying to do. And um, you saw the Schefter report that Vic Fangio is uh, 
you know, going to be his defensive coordinator. Vic's been out of the league um, for a year now. He's been waiting his time too to come back. That's I'm not going to confirm or deny it. It's not it's not off base. Uh, I don't know if they're rushing back just to take a job though. So Sean Payton's living a good life. Um, he's he's going to be at the TCU Michigan game. His son is a student uh, graduate assistant with TCU. He'll be there on Saturday. He'll be in the Fox studio New Year's Day on Sunday. Uh, he's enjoying himself, so we'll see. I think there'll be jobs next year also. Just to be clear, too, if he does want to come back and coach, someone has to trade with the Saints yeah. to get his contract. Uh, it's all in. It, it's, it's, yes, and it's all, to me, it's like Peyton wants to come back and he's going out of conference or is not going to arrive. Like, are the Saints looking to nickel and dime? Are they looking to, you know, yeah, they'll get draft picks, but I'm not sure Miss Benson, who's got a great relationship with Coach Peyton, I'm not sure what, how hard a bargain that's going to be if he's like, I want to come back to coaching. You know, I, I don't know. He, he's got a lot, got a lot going for him now on TV. He's a rising star in that world and he can always come back. But the Sean Payton watch is real and every team is texting me like, well, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? I'll tell you now. I think 75, 25, but without a team to go to, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not speaking on behalf of him, but like Houston, I'm not sure they're going to have an opening. I think Lovey Smith has won some games. Like, I don't know if he would even want to go to Houston, there's not a long list of teams that are going to be available that he's going to want to go to. So keep an eye on it. Don't be shocked if he stays put and is, you know, doing Fox football analysis next year. Also speaking of Cincinnati, I stirred the pot quite a bit this week on good morning football. Their right tackle Lyle Collins in Cincinnati is down. And I went ahead and said the following. I threw this tweet out last night. Right, right, right. They right. say, join the Bengals after the Amazon season ends Thursday. They're done. Can you fill in for Lyle Collins? Whitworth writes back. I knew you were going to okay, get good. this convo started good. with a little emoji here. Didn't say no. Hey, Whitworth, this is no. my claim to you. Whitworth, here we are, pal. Okay, this is my claim to you. Amazon ends Thursday with the anemic Titans right. taking on the Cowboys. The season's over. You've already had your holidays. You had your Christmas with your family. Andrew Whitworth, we love you. <laughs> We've seen you on TV. We've seen you at the table. Your buddy Eric Weddle last year got the call from the Rams in the playoffs, came in, played safety, and won a ring. How cool would it be, Andrew Whitworth, if you – yeah, I'm talking to you, Whitworth. I know you're watching. How cool would it be if you came back, won a ring with the Rams last year, come back with the Bengals. You're six foot seven. Just kind of stand here. You don't have to – we're not looking for you to be an all-pro. Mm -hmm. And you get a ring with the Bengals as well. Andrew Whitworth, this is a call to arms. Mm -hmm. We need you back on the field in those Cincinnati stripes. What do you say? He was in studio. He looked great. He looks, looks amazing. Healthy. He looks awesome. ready to and go. And he did the whole season with Amazon. It's not like he's yep. skipping out on anything. And he said Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, welcoming him on to the season with Peter Schrager. Andrew Whitworth, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> What's going on? I appreciate you stirring up my Monday, Peter. I thank uh, you, man. Sometimes you see yourself trending or you get the at uh, thing and it's got the 20 plus on Twitter and you say, oh no, what did I do? Why am I? Th this was a good thing. I was just trying to stir something up here. Uh, what was your reaction when the entire Cincinnati Bengals fan base started flooding your mentions saying, hey, Schrager's talking about you coming back? Yeah, you know what? Uh, anytime I see an O-lineman go down, for some reason my Twitter handle starts getting some attention. So this one especially, I mean, the city of Cincinnati and what it's meant to us, that was, that was pretty funny. It was, it was a fun day. I got some great offers. I mean, you know what? I got houses being offered and food, some of my favorites. I, you know, it, it'd be a good option, I'll tell you what. Now, let me ask you, because it's very easy for us to just say, ah, yeah, yeah. In all seriousness, um, you're done. You did, you, you fulfilled your obligations with Amazon. 
Yeah, it's like Dumb and Dumber. Are you saying there's a chance? I think, you know, for me, just who I am, I'm, I've said this since the day I retired. I'll never say never. There's always a chance. Uh, I love adventures. I love taking on chances. So, uh, to me, there's always one. Obviously, there's a lot of things that would go into it. I mean, I'm technically under contract still with the Rams, and uh, I'd have to I'd have to kick off the old uh, dust a little bit and see if, I, see if these tires can still move a little bit. But, you know what, I'd, I'd never say no to the option, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. It'd, it'd have to be a sit-down combo with, with Melissa and the kids and say, hey, can we do this again or not? Yeah, I mean, you went out on top in a way that I think few players in the history of the sport have gone out on top. Walter Payton, man of the year in your final season, Super Bowl ring in your final season, and like an amazing playoff run where you guys were not the one seed. You had to go on the road in Tampa and beat Tom Brady, and then you, of course, played the home Super Bowl. Do you think it would tarnish the legacy at all if you came back and it was like not how you wanted it to, and you already ended on this like fairy tale ending? Yeah, I think for me, really, I, I don't think you know uh, I, whether it be different corners I've pl- played with Jalen Ramsey, Richard Sherman, different guys. We talk all the time. I think sometimes people don't understand when you flip sides what a challenge that is, and when you've only done it one way. And I've only played left tackle my entire career, so when you flip your feet, play the other way, it, it's a uh, very challenging. It's almost like you've never done it before in, in some senses. There's only a few guys that are good at it. So for me, it really wouldn't be about tarnishing the legacy. It'd be about, I don't yeah. want to let those guys down. I want, I want Joe Burrow and those guys to have all the success possible. And it'd be more about not knowing really how well you'd be playing right tackle. For me, coming in and playing somewhere at left tackle, I know I could do. Uh, I feel good. I feel great in that sense, and it would be confident. But I wouldn't want to go in there and mess up their chances, not knowing really what I'm capable of. Totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, do you know Burrow and Chase and those guys? I know there's an LSU connection. You came on our show, and you told us that you went back, and you'd been back to LSU for the first time, I think, since since you've retired. Maybe since you were a player, you saw a game this season. Like, Is there any LSU connection with Burrow and Chase and those guys? Yeah, I know most of them pretty well. I mean, Burrow and I, obviously, over the years have, have gotten pretty close. I mean, when we were both in injured same time uh, when he tore his ACL and I and I tore my PCL and MCL so we had the same doctor spent some time together during the rehab process out here in LA and then have spent some time together since I actually had dinner with him when I was in Cincinnati uh, this preseason so you know he's a great great young player great young man in this league gonna be a great rep for it so I watch those guys every week I you know I've always been on their bandwagon so uh, it's exciting to see how they'll finish, man. I believe this team has as much potential as anybody in the AFC. Yeah, you aside, like that Cincinnati fan base has been awoken the last few years, and it is so cool to see them so positive about their team. And I've talked about it on on this podcast several times and on Good Morning Football. It is a different deal than maybe it was even when you were playing there, where it's like those home games, they've got the entire vibe going, and no team wants to face them. I mean, even even now that you're removed from the game as a player, like you have to have so much pride in the Bengals, and like it's got to be such joy knowing all the years you gave them, and uh, seeing this franchise revitalize as one of the NFL powers. There's no doubt. I mean, just watching the energy that's in that stadium. I remember watch, watching last year when they played the Raiders at home uh, in that playoff game. I mean, that was unbelievable. Just seeing you know that that stadium, that city. Uh, they love their sports, and for them to have something to cheer for and believe in and be behind. Uh, Joe Burrow and those guys on that team and Zach Taylor have really created something special there in the city of Cincinnati. And so I think it's going to be really fun to watch, see how this thing shakes out at the end of the season. Would I love to be a part of it? Sure. I mean, I, here's what yeah, I do know. Too. I could get pot stickers. A reservation at Jeff yes. Ruby's has been offered this yes. morning. Jeff uh, Ruby's. You know, Ruby said I got a table at Amazing restaurant, Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse. That, you got a table? That's, that's, that's a lot. 
Yeah, I, I, he sent a tweet out off of your message this morning and said, me, Burrow, and Zach Taylor, dinner table anytime we want it. So we're, we're hooked up, man. I, you know what? I, I tell you what, it might be a good financial offer for me to go back there just, just for all the opportunities that are being laid out by the Bengals they're, fans. They're coming so out. I appreciate the love, though. It's, it's definitely made me uh, feel appreciated and how much the Bengal – you know, all the Bengals fans have shown their love over the last day or two of just uh, my career there and what, what I meant to them. Yeah, and, and I'll say this on a very serious note. You're one of the most beloved guys in the league, an all-around great person, and I think you are an outstanding first-year talent on television, on the Amazon coverage. As you head towards the final week, and we're recording this on Tuesday, you guys wrap this Thursday, Tennessee versus Dallas. Uh, what was your big takeaway from joining the other side, being a part of the media and being a part of that cool Amazon video team? I think for me, really watching it, sometimes you only thought of it as a player, as the people who are covering you are just doing a job. Uh, and create, being on the other side now and seeing how much passion there is and, and, you know, really people diving into what it is they believe they're seeing and what it is they see in special players, special teams um, throughout the year, all the narratives, that it really means so much to them. And, and I'm watching people like a Carissa Thompson and, and paying attention to other people that I've been around, you know, through – all of you guys, obviously, good morning football and, and gotten to know those relationships, just how much it means to them to be great at what they do and to really tell the stories the right way, uh, that there's a passion on this side as well. You know, and sometimes you just think it's somebody just telling on you or yeah. telling your story in some certain way, but really there's a passion behind what they do and want to make sure that they create the best picture for fans themselves. And that's been really fun to learn and get to be a part the, of. Yeah, uh, the thing about your crew that I love and, you know, if you're watching like a studio show is one thing you go into a city, you do a studio show, whoever the Amazon crew goes into a new city every week. Um, and you guys probably get dinner the night before you probably have a text chain, the whole thing. It's almost like being a part of a team in itself. What was the city that you really hadn't spent time in that you guys were able to get to that you came away and said, okay, I might have to get back to this place. Well, I think I got, you know, I got, they gave me a pretty hard time. Carissa and Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick and Tony and I went when we were in Boston for the uh, New England game. We actually went to Harvard's campus. I rode the, the subway, never been on the train before, first time ever for me. So I, I wasn't a big East Coaster, so I hadn't been over there much. So I, I kind of shared it dinner the night before. I'd never been on a subway. And they're like, oh, we're going somewhere tomorrow for sure. So we got on the train, went to Harvard. We got to go tour their campus. It was just unbelievable. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the beard, the Harvard man, walking you around Harvard's campus. It was unreal seeing those kids see him and then him kind of get, showing us all the little nooks and crannies of Harvard and the special things you always hear about. Uh, that was a really cool experience for me this year, for sure. I love it. We'll be watching you on Thursday. And as I said in the clip on the show, I want you to finish that string out. Finish your first year. You'll come back next year. You'll do second year. Um, out of 100, Monday Night Football. Bills versus Bengals. What are the chances, not that you'll be suiting up necessarily, that you'll be in the building in Cincinnati on Monday? You know, this, <laughs> all, this, uh, all, all this talk has definitely made it uh, interesting. I think I might at least want to go should. to the game. Uh, you, you know, I think I, I, at this point, hey, look, if it's just an extra boost of energy for the, for the Cincinnati Bengals, maybe I'll, you know what, I'll bring my cleats. I got an old right. helmet up here, you know, in the attic, and I'll just show up and hang out in the stands. You know, I could be one of the crazy fans and hang out That's and watch. It. Uh, I appreciate you joining us. I'm sorry I'm peer pressuring you to return to the Bengals. They haven't even contacted me yet, so until they say, Schrager, shut up, I'm going to keep this going. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, you've been awesome all season. 
on Amazon. And uh, maybe we'll see you in February. Hey, you never know. One way or <laughs> Let's another. Let's go. All right. Thanks, buddy. There you have it. I thought Whitworth was going to come down and just shoot it all down, Aaron. Um, Ian said, says, never say never. So who knows? Maybe uh, my... My fever dream of, of seeing Andrew Whitworth suiting up for the Bengals one more time and leading them into the playoffs might actually happen. I, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little surprised that he didn't just say, no, 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 I'm good. Um, but that's the beauty of the podcast. You get things that you never expect. I love Andrew for coming on. I'm going to tell you guys this. Uh, this is going to serve as part one of a two-part podcast. I'm going to ask you to check your feeds, to go over there, doing a big mailbag for part two. What do I mean by mailbag? I put a Twitter call out to ask me anything. Could be about playoff scenarios. Could be about coaching carousel. Could be about the draft. It could be about my favorite Elton John songs. Um, and it's not Tiny Dancer. It's not. Uh, check out part two of the podcast. Head over there on this feed. And Jish Whitworth, making a little news on the podcast before the year's over. We'll take it. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.